before the season even started, I knew Duvall was going to be back on our team somehow, some way. I just knew it. Mike Trout might be one of the safest bets in history, to be honest. As soon as that happened, it's like Javante Davis turned a switch and he went into kill mode. And Terrence Crawford, um, there's an argument that he might be the most feared man in boxing right now. Not really seeing many names stepping up, calling him out. If the MLB doesn't do something about it soon, uh, we could potentially be looking at another, maybe like a mini steroid era scandal on the MLB. Welcome to the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. Here are your hosts, Christian and A. Hindi. Welcome back to another episode of the All Takes No Whiffs podcast. I'm Alex, that's Christian, and we are back with a baseball episode for this week. And the baseball season has finally come to an end. It's very sad, but it was a very good season. Um, World Series was one of the best World Series, honestly, in a very long time, to be honest. But we will be talking about the World Series, giving our thoughts on it, uh, giving our thoughts on the World Series MVP and Jeremy Pena. And then we'll also be talking about the awards that are be coming up. We'll be giving out our AL and NL Rookie of the Year, Cy Young, and MVP. So this should be a great episode. But before we jump right into it, Make sure y'all like, make sure y'all subscribe, and make sure y'all turn on notifications to know that when we post new content. Jeremy Pena is officially the greatest, and I feel like us as a society needs to move forward with that. Let's get into it. Like Alex said, 2022 season officially over. Very interesting season all around. Um, started off with us not knowing if the season was going to be starting on time or even played. Uh, that whole lockout situation happened. I've I, I kind of forgot about that, to be honest with you. But the season started. Um, a lot of history happened. You had Judge breaking the single-season home run record, Pujols reaching 700. And then this postseason. This postseason was a really great postseason, to be honest with you. And it was capped off by an amazing World Series, too. Uh, I know uh, initially – uh, and a lot of people do not like the fact that the Houston Astros won the World Series. Understandable in a sense, but I'm kind of happy about it because, you know, certain players did their thing. But the Houston Astros won in six. Uh, this series was great. Philly made it interesting early on. But then, to be honest with you, uh, the coffin kind of felt like it was shut once Houston threw that combined no-hitter straight up. At that point, I, it felt like... All the momentum left Philly's side, and as we saw, Houston did their thing. And can you officially say dynasty now? Because they got that second championship throughout the success. So, you know, I feel like I feel like some arguments can be made now. Oh, you can definitely call them a dynasty now. Uh, they've been to four of the past six World Series. They've won two of them, six straight ALCS appearances. Um. This has just been one of the best teams in all of baseball uh, throughout the past six to seven years, really eight years. Um, they've even lost a bunch of those players from that whole cheating little scandal they had. Bregman, Altuve, and Gurriel, and Verlander. Uh, it was kind of in that, but he was traded there that season. Uh, those are the guys who remain from that. But um, I think you can kind of put that past them now. Um, I know it's still going to be tainted on their records and everything, but uh, – this is a legit World Series for them. Um, they were 100% the best team in baseball the entire year. Uh, I don't care if the Dodgers won 111 games. Uh, the Houston Astros all around. I mean, 
this may be one of the deepest bullpens and rotations that we've honestly seen in a very long time. I mean, they had four starting pitchers throughout the entire year in postseason that just absolutely dominated. Um, and their bullpen, uh, they were lights out the entire year in the postseason. They were really good. And hats off to Philly, to be honest, uh, for making it to the World Series in the first place. Uh, no one really expected them there. The last week of the season, I honestly thought Philly was going to lose out and the Brewers are going to overtake um, that final wild card spot. But Philly, they actually beat Houston to get that last wild card spot and ended up being one of the hottest teams at that time. And they had a really fun ride. It was fun watching them. And uh, it was cool to see Bryce Harper do what he did this postseason. And kind of sucks that he was not a factor in the World Series because he, he kind of cooled off there. The Palo, those last few games. It was dope to see Bryce Harper have the run that he had after all the adversity that he faced this year, but that's a good point. Outside of game three, uh, starting that rally, uh, didn't really do too much in the World Series, but it's all good because Philly exceeded expectations by a lot, in my opinion, and it, it's going to be dope to see them next season. Maybe they can make another push, but... <laughs> To be honest, I'm not really expecting that off the top of my head. Um, I, was still. I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, I, and there's going to be teams coming back uh, with a vengeance. And uh, San Diego is going to come back better once Tatis is back. Uh, the Braves, that that's the team that I was talking about, a vengeance. Uh, once, once they pick up DeGrom, too. So, <laughs> oh my God, those storylines are crazy right now. Don't I don't even want to get into that right now. You can't get too ahead of yourself because that if that happened, that's like a that's like I don't a, even want to talk about that right now. That's fight, something because it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> that's like an absolute best case scenario. I feel it, but yeah, uh, this World Series was it was a dope one and. I've been trying to save this for as long as I could, but the reason this was a dope World Series to me is because Jeremy freaking Pena. Oh, yo, screw that Rookie of the Year award, to be honest with you. This, anybody with a rational thought process would take this postseason he had over a Rookie of the Year award. Jeremy went crazy. And he, not just the World Series, but the Championship Series as well. He did his thing in the Division Series, um, shut the door on Seattle in that 18-inning game. And, wow, this is this is just nuts. Uh, ALCS MVP and World Series MVP, World Series champion in his rookie season, and a gold glove. Jeremy went crazy. Overall in the postseason, hitting 345. He had four dingers. OPS in the thousands. Like, come on. I, I'm ecstatic right now just thinking about this. And it's like, this is just the first season. I'm not, gonna, I'm not saying every season is going to be this um, award-filled, but, you know, it could happen. Jeremy Payne, Jeremy Payne, man. I mean, the thing that's just so great about this is that he's a rookie. I mean, he's done all this um, and all the stuff you just said. Um, it's the first time, not all of them, but a lot of the things are a first time for an mm -hmm. AL shortstop. First rookie shortstop to win a gold glove, which is very surprising to me, to be honest. Um, that The fact that this guy is a rookie has just made this so much better. 
batted over 400 in the World Series, had a 345 throughout the entire postseason. Uh, timely hits, timely doubles, timely home runs. Had a hit in every single World Series game. Had six in total. I mean, this guy did everything, and he flashed the leather too. He was out there making plays on defense and. There was one little miscue that there was when he flipped a ball to Altuve and Altuve wasn't even paying attention, which made for a really funny meme. But other than that, this this dude had a flawless postseason. Yeah, and honestly, it just kind of goes to show uh, the Astros' crazy front office. They they got the ident- some identical production, basically, from what Correa did this season for the Twins from Jeremy. While Jeremy got paid seven hundred thousand this year, and Correa got thirty five million, obviously it, that's not something that you bet to happen because you know that's a that's a, a rookie playing up and honestly a big time player. I don't want to say playing down, but just average for that's like sort of an average season for Correa if you think about it. Maybe a little below. It's below average for sure for Correa standards. Yeah. But they got that production for that much less. Um, all I do know, though, is that Houston's got to get. They got to give Jeremy a little something in the future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's got. He's probably gonna have to wait a little while. But honestly, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised with all these teams giving rookies those extensions now. And if you don't get something this offseason, I really would not be surprised. Yeah, I'm not expecting nothing crazy. Definitely not something like Julio because you know Julio's 19 and guy like Julio that's that's who you just throw the bag at Jeremy though Jeremy I feel like has um he's shown that as long as he's on the stays on the right path he's he can be a, a career shortstop for a team like he he can if things continue to go well he could be an astro for life if he wants to he could have that sort of career in my opinion no doubt even better too I'm not going to put no limit onto Jeremy because Jeremy exceeds any limit that has been put onto him in my, from what I've seen from playing with him back then and seeing the whole process. Jeremy's going, he's going to exceed. That's all I'm going to say. Oh yeah. And it's just so great to see uh, him ball out. Um, It's honestly going to be cool to see how he can follow up on this. Um, It's going to be kind of tough because he's gotten about every single freaking award you can get (laughs) in his rookie season. So um, it'd be really cool to see. But now to move on to the actual rookie of the year finalist, Uh, we have the AO rookie of the year finalist. We're going to be talking about we're going to be giving out our awards for this season. Uh, And to start out, we got the AO rookie of the year finalist. We have Seattle outfielder Julio Rodriguez. Cleveland Guardians outfielder Stephen Kwan and then Baltimore Orioles catcher Adley Rutschman and this is a pretty interesting group of rookie uh, finalists to be honest uh, it's pretty much a runaway um, I think everyone knows who's going to win this but I'm honestly kind of surprised that Stephen Kwan and Adley Rutschman are in this I figured there'd be some other guys but uh, Julio Rodriguez has blocked this award up probably since he's been called up this is Julio's award uh without a doubt. And I do agree with you in a sense. Um, honestly, I do think Jeremy overall was kind of snubbed from this rookie of the year finalist thing. I, I know Stephen Kwan and Adley Rutschman, all, all credit to them. Uh, they had great seasons. And honestly, with the bat, they were both uh, definitely better than Jeremy in some ways. But I feel like uh, Jeremy winning a gold glove, having 15 defensive runs saved, 
in his rookie season. I think that was a big factor. And honestly, I feel like for a good chunk of the season, uh, like more so the middle of the season, well, once Julio started heating up, uh, it was like a conversation between Julio and Jeremy too. And it's not a big deal that he didn't make the finalist list to me because all all four of those guys and even a couple other guys definitely deserve the nod. But Julio Rodriguez, without a doubt, probably going to be the unanimous rookie of the year. Oh, yeah. He had a 25 homer, 25 stolen base season. Um, not too many rookies have done that before. And, I mean, this guy is just a – a superstar in the making. I know earlier in the year I said that I don't think he's a superstar yet. Um, he still hasn't um, proved that to me yet, but he's gotten superstar money, and I think definitely think he'll get there at some point. Sooner than later, to be honest, too. Oh, yeah, and it probably will be next season, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but to move on to the NL Rookie of the Year finalist. Uh, this is a very interesting one, to be honest. We have the... Atlanta Braves outfielder Michael Harris, also the Atlanta Braves starting pitcher Spencer Strider, and then St. Louis Cardinals kind of utility man. He mainly plays first, second, third, and outfield. Uh, this dude plays everywhere, but those are the main positions he plays. But Brendan Donovan, um, to be honest, this is kind of a tough one to go against for me because I have to pick against two of my guys because it's his awards are down to Michael Harris and Spencer Strider. Brendan Donovan, great player, but he did not have a type of season that these two guys did. They kind of just threw someone in there because they had to, I think, for the <laughs> third guy. But if I'm going to be real honest, I think Michael Harris takes home this award. Um, Spencer Strider started out in the bullpen this year. Yes, he did get 200 strikeouts, and he looked electric and everything. Um, his K per nines were ridiculous. Uh, he didn't have that many innings pitched. But Michael Harris was an every-single-day player. Once we called Michael Harris up, that's when our entire lineup changed. Um, he brought a spark to this team that really ignited us. That's when we went on that 14-game win streak. That's when we had one of our best months ever in the history of the Atlanta Braves franchise. And then we also had one of the best records in we not one not one of the best we had the best record in baseball after Michael Harris was called up so it's a really tough award if they could do a co award it, it, they haven't done that in a very long time I think they actually have gotten rid of it I think this one would definitely be worthy of having co rookie of the years but uh, I got to give it to Michael Harris I don't blame you for that. Um... To be honest, I'm kind of 50-50 the more I think about it. Um, initially, I was going to go with Spencer Strider, and a big factor was that he set the franchise record for strikeouts in a season for you guys. I thought that was real dope to me, considering uh, the, the history of the Atlanta Braves franchise. But Michael Harris, like you said, being an everyday player, um, being a contributor to multiple facets of the game on the base paths with the glove, with the arm, with the bat, and – Surprised me with the power, too. He flashed a solid bit of power this year, which was dope. So, the old me pick, Spencer Strider, but my official pick, I'm going to be honest with you, Alex. It's Michael Harris just second as well. I know I disagreed with you at first, but it's like, it's, it's, just, it makes I, a lot I, of sense. I, I made you change your mind. Yeah, it, may, it just makes too much sense because Michael Harris, uh, his average is like, it's sitting around 300 for the season, right? Mm-hmm. It was in the two eighties. Yeah, like that for a rookie. Um, that's that's real solid. So that 
at with everyday production and like the other facets of the game that he impacts, Michael Harris the second. I gotta I gotta agree with you, no doubt. The best defensive center fielder I think in baseball right now. Um, arms great and everything, and also like you said with Spencer Strider, uh, he also had the most strikeouts in one game in franchise history too. That's another little nugget that he can add on to his um i'm not going to be mad if either of these guys win <laughs> rookie of the year because they're my guys but i definitely do think michael harris deserves this a little more than spencer strider that 200 milestone for strikeouts is definitely crazy for a rookie but uh all the factors that i said for michael harris um i definitely think he should be getting this and i 100 agree uh you uh, i'll admit it you won me over on that right there yeah hey that's what I'm here for. <laughs> but uh, to move on to our AL Cy Young finalist, the Cy Young Award. Uh, we have Houston starting pitcher Justin Verlander. We have Chicago White Sox starting pitcher Dylan Cease and Toronto Blue Jays starting pitcher Alec Manoa. Now, I had a very, very strong opinion about Dylan Cease earlier this year. Um, I was always saying that Dylan Cease – uh, should be the guy to win the Cy Young Award. He was pitching lights out at one point. His strikeout rate was crazy, but towards the end of the season, I'm not sure if he got hurt or something, but he just wasn't getting the strikeouts and stuff. And after Justin Verlander came back from that last injury, this dude looked like a looked like himself, his old self again. Uh, postseason looked pretty good too, but uh, Justin Verlander led the league in ERA this year. Um, pretty decent strikeout um his strikeouts has dipped uh the past few years even before he had tommy john surgery but but i definitely think that uh justin verlander deserves this award over these two guys i'm in the same boat uh verlander doing this at 39 crazy um definitely i think the best starting pitcher uh in the american league this season there was some points that honestly I feel like a decent chunk chunk of the middle of the season, plus that injury as well. I feel like Verlander's name uh, started to slip a little, but you know that strong finish that that really solidified it for me. And Dylan Cease, oh, it, it upsets me. I cannot remember the name of the YouTube channel. I saw a really interesting video on Dylan Cease's season this year, and he was dominant, but uh, definitely uh, flawed. He had a really high walk rate. I'm pretty sure it was in the high fours. Per nine, mm-hmm. that's definitely not something that's good. And it was it was a season that is explained either by a new approach to pitching. It, it was that interesting of a season. It, either that or luck. Uh, that, that's what the video boiled it down to. And I'm not going to let go of this. I will figure out the YouTube channel, and I'm going to mention it when I figure it out. But, yeah, so still in Cease's season, it, it's hearing that, um, I don't think it impacts the overall productivity, but it when it's up against Verlander, I, I feel like that is kind of a difference, that walk rate. And Alec Manoa, uh, kind of the Brendan Donovan situation, they just kind of threw his ass in there, all due respect. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of an interesting because it really – I really couldn't even think of a third guy to be putting in. Yeah. But as for our NL Cy Young finalists and our picks, um, you had Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins. You had starting pitcher Max Fried of the Atlanta Braves and starting pitcher Julio Urias from the Los Angeles Dodgers. And when it comes to the NL, um, all three of these guys had really solid seasons, but I feel like one definitely stands out. 
And that's my pick, Sandy Alcantara. I feel like Alex agrees too because Sandy this year, Sandy took a crazy step up this year. He's been flashing stuff for a while, but this year, I feel like he's going to be one of those arms that whenever he does hit the market or whenever the Marlins decide that they need to get some pieces for somebody, that's going to be somebody who's sought after like crazy because Sandy's stuff is just different. And now that he's figuring it out, he's definitely made a name for himself this year. And I think it's kind of a runaway for this NL Cy Young. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I want to mention that trade stuff real quick. Uh, I don't think Miami going to be trading this guy. They came <laughs> out. They actually came out today and said Pablo Lopez is open for trade rumors. And uh, your team's actually one of the teams that are highly interested in him, by the way. Uh, that's what I read. But I'll, I'll take Pablo. Yeah, uh, we are interested in him at the trade deadline, too. And I'm not, I'm not sure why y'all didn't trade for him. But um, yeah, Frankie yeah. instead. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it, that didn't really work out too well either, at all. But, at um, all. Nah, nah, but <laughs> I agree with you on this. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, uh, best, honestly, may have been the best starting pitcher in all of baseball this year. Mm-hmm. Um, five complete games, haven't seen that in a very long time. Did it against some very good teams, too. I know his last one was a very, very big statement against the Dodgers in Dodger Stadium, too. So that kind of solidified it. It was early September. Um, he kind of solidified it in June or July, <laughs> to be honest, if you're really talking about it, because this dude was pitching lights out at the beginning of the year. His strikeout rate isn't the best, but he's very effective at getting ground balls and stuff. Um, love Max Freed. Um, definitely doesn't deserve this over Sandy Alcantara. Um, postseason wasn't very good. I know postseason doesn't really have any effect on voting, but um definitely doesn't deserve it uh Julio Rios um had a really good year honestly very surprising I would not expect him honestly ever to be in Cy Young finalist contention but um he had a really good year and I'm actually kind of expecting him to be that lead arm maybe over there in LA for uh the time being with Kershaw kind of regressing Mm. Yeah, and to give Julio Arias credit real quick, I I definitely feel that I never expected him to be a Cy Young finalist, but um, he's one of those guys who are just consistently a good pitcher more so than like, oh, well, they're having a crazy season and then, you know, back down to their average stuff. No, he's consistently like going to be in there and competing, and he definitely deserves credit for that. I kind of feel like putting uh, – he definitely deserves being in the finalists just in general for the season, but this is just kind of a nod to that as well, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, he was a highly touted prospect that called up at 19 years old, so um, it's nice to see him finally put everything together. Um, we thought uh, – not we thought. I thought uh, maybe that he was going to be in the bullpen for his career, but they tested him out back there in the uh, starting rotation again this year, and he – he dominated. Uh, very happy to see that. But now to move on to the last award, the juiciest one of them all, we have the MVP award, the AL MVP. Now this one's a pretty much a runaway, but we have New York Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge, Los Angeles Angels two-way player Shohei Otani pitches and hits, and then Jordan Alvarez. I'm just going to say he's a DH because I don't want to see him in the outfield ever again. <laughs> but Jordan Alvarez. Um, and um, Christian, I'm going to have to go with Jordan Alvarez. No, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> uh, Aaron, this is Aaron Judge's award. Uh, dude yeah. broke the home run record in the AL this year. Had one of the best seasons that, uh, honestly, I can remember uh, in the last 20 years, really, since I've been alive. Um, Christian, uh, take the floor. This is your guy. Yeah, former Yankee, Aaron Judge. All right, no, I'm going to try to stay optimistic. Former and future Yankee. I don't know why I would say former. But, yeah, Yankees legend Aaron Judge, regardless if he stays or goes, Yankees legend Aaron Judge definitely deserves this award. One of the best offensive seasons in quite a while, in my opinion. And I, I mentioned this one time before, but – statistically, war-wise. I know war is a flawed stat. This one season from Judge is higher than any war that Trout, Mike Trout has put up in a single season. So I think that goes to show. I got I to gotta play Angels fans right here at an ultimatum. If you think Otani deserves MVP over Trout this year, or Judge this year, do you think Otani this year – Deserved MVP over 2019 Trout, 2016 Trout. Because just Judge Judge had a higher award than those Trouts. That's all I'm going to say. So it's like, would you? I I don't know. I would debate that. But I think Judge was just clear-cut the best player in the AL this year. Otani honestly had a stretch. Started a little before the second half started, all the way to the end of the season, really, that he was pretty insane, and I, I can hear his argument, to be honest. But, no, Aaron Judge, 62 home runs, OPS in the 1100s. I got to give it to him straight up. Yeah, and like you said, he may have been the best player just in general in baseball the entire year. Um, if I had to make a power rankings, he'd probably be at number one on that list. Um, that's just how good he was. But Aaron Judge deserves this award. It was an absolute historic season from him. Um, something that I want to see him replicate. I want to. See, I would love to see him hit sixty homers again. I what definitely think. Hey, you never know. It could be across town over there in Queens, but I don't want to. I don't want to see. I don't. I don't want to see that either. But I'd rather say. I'd rather you say like. The Rangers really? or like or even the Dodgers and the Mets, bro. Nah, no, 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 but nah, it's nah, like nah. like it's that New York thing. Is it like I'm not from New York, but it's like I want the Yankees to stay that relevant team in New York. The Mets could scoop back. I mean, either team isn't even really re- relevant in the grand scheme because both flawed right now before they can actually be contenders. No, oh, no, yeah, for sure. Uh, Judge is gonna get. It's gonna be very interesting offseason. I'm sure we're gonna be paying very. <laughs> Close attention. I'm sure we're going to be oh. talking about Judge in like 95% oh. of our episodes for the offseason. So it'll Cashman. be very, very interesting to see where Judge ends up. Brian Cashman, this is a personal message. You already suck. But if you don't re-sign Judge, you're, you're just – I hate you. Not really, <laughs> but like I kind of would hate you at that moment if you did not get Judge re-signed. Man hit 62 home runs this year. I, I understand his OPS was a little ugly in the playoffs, but, like, yo, he could bounce back in the next postseason. When you hit 62 home runs in the regular season, I'm going to get – I I think you deserve something. So, please pay, Judge. Please, please pay the 2022 American League MVP, Jordan Alvarez. No, I'm playing. Judge. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, no, but Judge is definitely going to get paid. We'll see if your Yankees will get him back. But move on to the NL MVP finalists. This is a very interesting group. Honestly, I really still haven't made up my mind on who I think is going to win it. But we have St. Louis Cardinals first baseman Paul Goldschmidt, the St. Louis Cardinals third baseman Nolan Arenado, and then San Diego Padres third baseman Manny Machado. Um. I, I, this is one very hard one to pick because Paul Goldschmidt, we know what he did in the first half, and he kind of cooled off in the second half. Yeah, his average dipped uh, pretty decently. And then, kind of like Nolan Arenado, he didn't start off too hot. They kind of flip-flopped him and Paul Goldschmidt. He tore it up at the end of the year, and then Manny Machado was just solid all year round. Um, didn't have toddies all year, so this dude just carried the team on his back. Um, and uh, I... Honestly, if I was to pick someone, I probably would pick Manny Machado for this. Um, I think he had a really good year, uh, and I just think that Manny Machado finally deserves an MVP award. I don't blame you for that. When it comes to Goldschmidt, I more so see it that he cooled off in the second half of the second half because I do remember he still had an insane stretch where he was looking like Paul Goldschmidt from May. But, yeah, he definitely honestly fell off the map not even cooled off and that carried into the postseason as well even though I know that Matt doesn't matter in this situation but when it comes to the stats I think even with the fall off I think Paul Goldschmidt's hold up enough that I gotta give him I gotta give him the MVP he's got the best average of these guys uh point one behind Arenado in war and that's because of Arenado's glove compared to a first baseman to be honest with you and uh, he had the most home runs of the three. I know I know those aren't the end-all, be-all factors, but I, I kind of just have to give the edge to Goldschmidt. I think his numbers held up just enough that I'd have to give it to him. But, yeah, honestly, this is uh, honestly the toughest one out of the awards, I feel like, that we had to decide on. Yeah, most of them were pretty clear and cut, honestly. Uh, there's someone who ran away with it or just – came out at the end and really solidified himself. This one kind of, uh, we thought Paul Goldschmidt was going to run away with this the entire mm-hmm. year, but he kind of made it, he kind of made it an interesting conversation between his teammate and Manny Machado. Um, Austin Riley could have been thrown in this conversation too, but he, he was kind of like Paul Goldschmidt. He really cooled off at the end of the year. Um, but uh, like I said, I think Manny Machado is going to, hopefully end up win this. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul Goldschmidt wins this either. Um, I don't think Nolan Arenado, um, I think he has the least likely chance out of all three of these guys, but he really did have another solid season. And Mm. another thing for him, I think this is his 10th or 11th straight year winning a gold glove. He's won it every single year and um, two. So uh, he's been in the league. So just another accomplishment for him. Um, And, He's still flashing that leather, and people thought he was going to regress uh, now that he's gotten a little older. Now, Arenado, honestly, just one of the best fielders I've ever seen. And mm-hmm. even if he's going to get older, uh, lose that little bit of that step, even though it's kind of slow. I don't even want to say he's got a crazy first step. He's just like that at third base. Um, I think he's even when he gets older, he's still going to have remnants of that. So he's always going to be a solid fielder to me. But as of right now, yeah, just one of the best defensive players I've seen in my lifetime. And I just think in all of baseball history, one of the best ever. 
Oh, yeah, and he's going to be probably maybe challenging Brooks Robinson for the best defensive third baseman ever one day. I can definitely mm-hmm. see that. Um, Brooks Robinson did play for a long time. I think it was like 20 years. Um, Arenado's got 10 more years, I think, to, to catch that. But it be really interesting to see if he can. And um, I'm looking forward to seeing who's going to be winning all these awards. Um, I think we have a pretty good idea of who's going to be winning them and can't wait until next Monday to start seeing who's winning these. Jeremy Pena, MVP. Not too late to vote. I'm kidding. It's definitely too late. And that does it for another episode of the All It Takes No Wiz podcast. We had another great episode uh, talking about the World Series and Christian's boy Jeremy Pena going off this postseason and giving out our awards for Rookie of the Year. Cy Young and MVP. But before we get out of here, make sure y'all like, make sure y'all subscribe, and make sure y'all turn on notifications to know when we post new content. And also, y'all can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, anywhere we really are on social media at ATNW Podcast. And you can follow mine at AND2215. You could also find my Instagram and Twitter at Christian underscore S52. And quick message to Jeremy Payne if you ever hear this. This full season run over rookie of the year 10 times out of 10. Yes. But that does it for this week's baseball episode. And we're looking forward to next week. Peace. Peace.